Hey, listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this replay of U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. This is the second half of the show with a new guest awaiting. If you haven't done so already, be sure to listen to the first half, too. And give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning for updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby. Also, please like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a five-star review. That helps get these shows in front of more and more listeners. Now, on to our next guest. I think we jump right into our next guest. He is sitting there waiting, listening out. He was listening to Chris, trying to get some notes. I'm sure he's writing down some notes, right? Of course. Uh, our next qu- next guest, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's no stranger to two things, okay? No stranger to this show and no stranger to Olympics. Okay, he's only been, competed in only one Olympics, but he's been on this show two times as of today. Uh, well, yeah, anyway, so that's pretty impressive too. Anyway, <laughs> let's go on. Scuba Steve, Stephen Thomasine, how are What's you, buddy? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, man. Thanks for giving us your time. I know. Um, same thing, man. You're probably a little bit jet lag as well, right? Uh, I mean, no, we're we're just up in Vancouver. It's a a cool oh, two yeah, and a yeah. half hours from San Diego, so not too bad. You can almost drive that. Yeah, uh, we're like <laughs> Don't thirty do hours. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're past that. We got... <laughs> yeah, not a chance. All right. First of all, yeah, yeah. Second of all, actually, congratulations on the team earning a spot in the 2024 Paris Olympics. Well deserved. Much appreciated. Yeah, it's. Uh... A relief in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of stress and you know a lot, just a lot that goes into a qualification process like this. And like you said, stressful. I mean, you you've been involved in the sevens program for a while now. You know, a, a very impressive veteran of the game, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, like you said, it wasn't easy this time as the first time in 2020 or 2021 Tokyo Olympics, but. COVID did a number on not only the players, but the coaches' efforts to recruit. I mean, can you share a bit of the struggles the team uh, has had getting to this point? Yeah, that's a – I mean, there's a lot packed into that answer. Um, yeah. You know, like we were – That was a big sigh. Sorry. trying to think about where even to start. Um, you know, like COVID – COVID was a pretty unfortunate uh, thing for us because we, you know, we came off that mm-hmm. season where we finished second and, you know, we were getting healthy again and, and really looking forward to carrying our form into the Olympics. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to talk about the Olympic quarterfinal because uh, it, it, it's pretty dark, but, um, right. you know, we had a great chance to do something special there and didn't. Uh, and then, you know, after that, obviously we had a lot of changeover uh, in the team. I think, you know, from that Olympic team, uh, me, Joe, Perry, Kayvon, and Cody Melfi were the only ones left. And I could be slightly off oh, yeah. there, but I think that um, was what it was. Um, you know, so a, cha- a lot of change in leadership, a lot of change in personnel. And, um, you know, we brought in a lot of young guys that, like you said, the pathways kind of got, you know, torn apart when COVID happened as well. So we weren't able to bring these guys in for camps for 18 months when they definitely would have been a part of things. And, you know, it took us some time to to gel together to bring the new guys up to speed. Um, you know, we're still improving massively. And, you know, we started off this last season about as well as we could have uh, going into – you know what the third of, or going into the fourth tournament of the year we were sitting in in second or third um you know and then we kind of fell off a lot kind of fell off the the wagon a little bit and um 
you know, it, for a lot of these guys, the younger guys, it was their first full season on the World Series and um, eleven season, eleven tournament season at that, and you know, so the what I think people don't quite understand about the seven series is, yeah, we get to go to these incredible places and and play in front of incredible crowds, but the traveling part of it does get to be exhausting by the end. You know, we're living in hotel rooms between 80 and a hundred days out of the year. And, you know, we're, co- we're wow. gone for, you know, gone for 17 days and then home for 20 and then gone for 17 home for, you know, less than a month. And, and, you know, by the end of the season, it, it does get tough to want to leave again, especially if you have loved ones and things that you're taking care of at home. So, you know, I think that, I think that it would, is that since it was their first time experiencing a lot of that as well, they they understood they understand now just how hard the World Series is outside of the games themselves. Um, and you know, I I'm super proud of the boys for you know pulling pulling through and, and qualifying the way we did. I mean, we had a really 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 good summer, um, and I can't say enough about everybody in the system uh in our in our world that put the effort in to get us over the line i mean the best work we did this summer really we did i mean our coaches had us prepared physically um tactically and and technically we were getting a lot of work done but you know the best work that we did was off the field and and you hear people say it all the time actually i was watching the new florida football documentary last night and the very first scene in the documentary tim tebow says it doesn't matter how hard like how talented your team is uh like you'll you'll lose essentially if you're not close and and we weren't quite as close as we needed to be over the last season from a camaraderie and culture standpoint and you know that was our major focus going into the summer was to fix things and you know create an environment that was consistently enjoyable to be in and, and focused on camaraderie and, and the, the group as a whole. And, and we did a, a really, really good job this summer uh, focusing on those things and improving those. And I think, you know, last weekend going into an environment like we did uh, and, and coming out the other end qualified, you know, it was a great first step into what we're trying to accomplish now next year. Steven, I want to go back to a comment you made your 2020 Olympic teammates, right? You mentioned Kayvon and Perry, among others, is you know, really the only players on this roster to have Olympic experience. And, you know, for those younger players, now that you guys have qualified for the Olympics, right, this is a whole nother level that's a, that they're about to experience. You know, what do you tell the players who are going to, who are about to experience the Olympics for the first time? Like what, what, what can you impart to them to, so they understand like the gravity of like what is about to happen in a year? I think the first thing I, I will tell them is to enjoy it, you know, take it in. Don't, you know, don't be so focused just on what we're trying to accomplish as a team, you know, really taking the experience because uh, although the, you know, the 2021 was, you know, still quite weird be- with COVID and everything. It was an incredible experience getting to be a part of, you know, the Olympic Village opening ceremonies, all those little things. Um, and, and I think it's important that, you know, you are able to ex- experience those emotions and let those emotions fill your body so that when we do come around to game time, you're not so pent up, um, which is very easy to do. Um, in terms of the gravity of it and, and just how big it is, um, you know, I 
it's cliche to say that it's just another game or another tournament because it's certainly not. It's it's uh it's the environment's different than our World Series. Everything is different about it. Um but you know, I, I think the I think that what we'll try and, and tell them and, and get them to to realize is is that, you know, there is gonna be stress and pressure around it, you know, similar to us, you know, going up to Canada to qualify this weekend, but like to to lean on each other and talk. I think it's really important to, you know, if you're feeling fear or pressure to talk about it, um, especially with guys who have been in those situations before so that they can try and help you manage that and, you know, to tell, kind of help them understand what to expect from an emotional standpoint. Um, the, the closer we get and as we continue this journey, the the less that those uh, feelings and stuff when the moment comes will affect us because we, you know, we'll have each other to lean on. And, and we did that this past weekend. So I, I that's why I think this past weekend was a great test for us. And it was a really, you know, it was a pretty hostile environment and it, it was uncomfortable. And, you know, we focused on ourselves and focused on each other and gave our energy to the group. And we're going to have to do the same thing next summer, but, you know, I th- enjoying the process and, and enjoying, you know, actually being at the Olympics and, and being a part of it is, is also important because, you know, it, uh, you know, it's, it's, it all comes together in the end and in in the way I see it, the way I experienced it. Yeah. I, I'll add one, uh, I think a exciting wrinkle that we've seen over the last couple of weeks has just been the, the return of Ben Pinkelman, right? Uh, exciting for him to, to, come back on the field after some of the, you know, I guess the back issues yeah. that caused him to, to step away from the game for a little bit, but maybe just talk a little bit how important it was to the team, team success or even just like the mentality to have a guy like Ben Pinkelman back on the squad. Man, Ben, through, went, ben went through a lot to get back to this point. Um, and seeing somebody go through that kind of, turmoil with their body and mind and seeing them come out of the other side and want to help contribute to what we are doing is extremely motivating as a teammate and um as a as a good friend i mean that's just from the emotional side of it i mean from the actual playing side of it ben is one of the you know ben's one of the best players to ever pull on the usa sevens jersey and um he brings a skill set that not too many players have and and one that complements the makeup of our team really well and you know it was really important for us uh you know because it at the beginning of our 12 week training block it was on you know it was still somewhat unknown whether he was going to be able to withstand the amount of work we were going to get through and our training camp was uh you know Paul, probably the toughest eight weeks I've had with the team um, in my 10-year career. Um, the other block that was really tough was the one leading into the Olympics. But, you know, Ben was a part of all of it. He got through it and and was healthy. And, you know, as we saw him going through the day-to-day, you know, it gave us more confidence that he was going to be able to, you know, be able to be there with us when the time came. And, um, you know, he brings a level of experience that, makes everybody a little bit more calm as well and you know obviously with more experience it it 
you know, gives everybody in the squad more confidence. So getting Ben back in the mix was uh, amazing for us. He was outstanding on the weekend. Um, he, you know, for like with a Ford pack um, that we have in, in this weekend, which was, uh, you know, me and Joe, Ben Pinkelman, Aaron Cummings, Lance Williams, and Adam Channel, each one of us, you know, has a totally different skill set and brings different things to the table. And Ben, you know, Ben slid mm-hmm. right into that mix and, and was able to offer his, you know, his very unique skill set. And, and, you know, he was he was outstanding on the weekend. I'm, I'm just I'm super proud of him for, you know, getting back to this point because, you know, there was a there was a little while there where it, it didn't seem like it was going to be possible. And, um, you know, he, he worked so hard over the last two years to get back. So. You know, from an emotional standpoint, it, it, for me, it was huge having him there. I was, uh, you know, it, it was really, really special game to run out with him again. So, Steve, listen, uh, we do have one question from a, uh, a listener, uh, Ryan Kirby, who is not with us tonight, but he's always on these shows asking great questions. Yeah. He says, with, qual- with qualifying for Paris now locked in, what will Mike Friday do to keep the squad healthy and ready to go for the HSBC season? Also, let Steve know that uh, he needs the mullet back for Paris, or we are riding. <laughs> well, the mullet's, the mullet's here right now. It'll probably stay uh, until Paris, unless something nice. dramatic changes. Um, to answer his question about, you know, what Mike p- plans to do with us, uh, you know, we do have a good rest period now, which is really nice. Um, for the guys that played in the Olympics, you know, this is the first break we've had since september of 2020 when we started training again before the Mm -hmm. olympics so you know we've been going for basically three years straight and that's really tough to do on the bodies um you know towards the end of last season a lot of our bodies were starting to break down uh quite a bit especially the guys who were playing major minutes and so this break that we're that we're now on is going to be massive for all of us to get our bodies right and our minds uh, away from rugby a little bit. And then, you know, with the world series changing from 10 tournaments to eight tournaments um, and the format that has been altered, which I'll explain simply because it it does matter into how we're uh, managed and whatnot. So because it's only a 12, uh, it's a 12 Mm -hmm. turn or sorry. Yeah. 12 team tournaments now. So we've gone down from 16 to 12 and, the way that the season works is the first seven tournaments of the year are like normal where you're fighting for points and um, you know, the, the rankings, you know, will move after each tournament depending on the points that you acquire. And then the eighth tournament in Madrid is a winner take all. So the top eight teams will go into a straight quarterfinal. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's straight quarterfinal or it's two pools of four, but, the top eight teams from the season will have a chance to win the world series based off of winning that tournament. And then if you finish in the bottom four, you're playing basically to figure out who gets relegated. So, you know, go this season, uh, since, you know, it is the first of its kind will be interesting to see, um, you know, how Mike plans to use us, but, you know, ultimately we need to be in the top eight come the end of the season. Um, and, you know, keeping ourselves as core, a core team is, um, you know, obviously super important uh, in a normal Olympic season. You know, he could rest us how he wanted to play us, how he wanted to. And, you know, whether we finished as long as we didn't finish last, 
you know, we were going to be safe and able to focus on the Olympics. But, you know, there's some there's some weird stuff with the changing of the series that, um, you know, I'm sure he will have to feel out as we go. But, you know, obviously we want to be peaking at the right time. So, um, you know, getting everybody healthy is priority number one. And then, you know, as we get through the are starting to get through the season and getting to the back half, you know, the last, you know, five or six tournaments, that's when, you know, we're really, really going to start to, you know, turn the jets on and, and start to push to get that form. Cause once, once the season ends in June, you know, it's, it's essentially six weeks before the Olympics start. So you know, there's not a big break. Uh, we're not going to have a may, probably have a major camp um, like we did before, but yeah, it'll be interesting. So I, you know, to answer uh, Kirby's question, I don't totally know exactly how it's going to go. And I, to be honest, I don't know if Mike totally knows how it's going to go because it is like, <laughs> it, it, it is a changing of the entire format in the way the seven series has always been. So it'll be new. It'll be new for all of us. Right. Well, yeah, so long as you just bring the mullet back, I think we'll all be about that. We're, we're entirely it never, it we never left. It's, it's back right now. <laughs> It's small though. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, the, see, I, the, I think I don't know if Kirby's thinking about me or he's thinking about Joe because Joe Schroeder was the one at the last Olympics that had the uh, incredible mullet. Oh. Um, That's a- my my hair was my I had really long just all my hair was long so I had it braided for the Olympics but you know I'm just the mullet the mullet uh, is is with me right now and you know we'll see we'll see if it stays but I, I plan for it to stay. So, so maybe don't braid your your hair for the Olympics this time. Yeah, let's go with uh, corn rolls or something. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Stephen, I want I want to go back to a, a comment you made earlier, just about you know like how intense or demanding you know the most recent training block was, and similar to maybe the training block before the the last Olympics, but without really giving away any like trade secrets or the secret sauce. But help us p- paint a picture, you know, for the audience, just of the listeners of how mentally and or physically demanding the training is, you know, is it close to guys like passing out or, or guys throwing up? Like, cause I don't think we have any idea just like how intense and how hard it must be to train. So anything you can tell us there. Yeah. I think that's a, I think, I think the general rugby public uh, doesn't quite understand how grueling sevens, training is um and i mean this last block was uh it was really really tough um so for instance the first day we got back because uh, we were on we had four weeks off after the end of the season but it wasn't off we were still uh on remote programming and essentially the coaches told us that you know when the day we come back to training we're going to be doing uh, a bronco fitness test in the morning which uh, the rug a lot of the rugby world knows what one of those are. And then we are going to do our other hardest fitness test, which is the RSD in the afternoon. So we double fitness tested the first day we got back. Um, and, you know, the boys crushed that, which was awesome. A lot of PRs across the board. And then, you know, our, our normal days, uh, we were training uh, Monday, Wednesday. Well, we were training five days a week, but we were training hard Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And, um you know, it was it was two two field sessions on those days and uh, a gym session as well on two of them. So you know, two of the three days we're doing three sessions, um, and then in both the sessions we were we were doing 
fitness um, combined with rugby. So we we do a block of fitness and then uh, do some drills back to fitness, more drills. And then in the afternoon, we'd finish the afternoon with um, a pretty heavy block of conditioning. And uh, we do these we do this uh, one fitness call is one conditioning block called coat hangers and it's a it's a running it's a running one but you're essentially running uh 300 meters with turns in about 50 seconds um and then you get a one-to-one break and uh we go back and forth between doing single reps and double reps and um you know that we there was a big focus on pushing the group mentally uh and physically, you know, obviously physically, but once you get to a certain point, it starts to become more mental and physical. And, um, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were the fittest team in the tournament uh, last weekend. And because when you're in sevens, it's such a physically demanding game from a from a cardio standpoint that if you're not in the, in the fitness levels that you need to be, you it's so easy to make the wrong decisions because things are happening so fast so if you can take care of the fitness part of it and and you know put yourself in a place where you can play long minutes of the game and and you know not be thinking about how tired you are everything gets easier and so um yeah i mean they pushed us they pushed us hard um and you know we we got a lot closer through that process it's it's not rocket science when you push a group of people hard physically you know then they end up relying on each other more and you know they definitely did that with us and we were probably i'm i'm taking a bit of a guess here but we were probably covering close to 25 to thirty thousand meters a week um wow and uh you know a lot of that at high speed and yeah, we, we pushed we pushed the limits pretty far this camp and uh, it worked. Yeah, it, it worked from a physical standpoint. We we were in a great place last weekend physically and you know we uh, we were overtrained quite a bit in terms of like training above what the playing levels were going to be. So the games last weekend felt pretty easy compared to what we were doing. Now you just mentioned all that running. Now you you've been with USA Sevens for ten years about. That's a long time, Steve. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, it sounds like you've ran from East Coast to West Coast about three times. <laughs> yeah, I would I mean, be curious. That would be a really interesting <laughs> stat. To, I wonder how many meters I've ran in my career. But yeah, I mean, ten years is a long time. Going into my eleventh season now, um, man, it's flown by. Uh, yeah, it's the the I, the environment that we're in is such a grindy environment when it's a full-time um you know sevens training program and um you know i'm blessed to i had a bit of injury trouble early in my career um when i was you know uh, 19 and 20 um and i've been mm-hmm. you know relatively healthy over the over the last seven or eight years and um yeah i mean the 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 fitness levels uh of sevens are is is something else and um you know matina was with us and he's still on i think he's still on here maybe he bounced off but right, he bounced out you yeah. know he was he was with us for a while and so he understands it as well but um yeah i mean i still love this game so much it's uh the game of rugby has given me my entire life and um you know wearing the usa jersey and playing with the sevens team is uh, you know, it's my favorite thing to do and, and I still love it 
you know, po- mm-hmm. probably more than I ever have. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, next summer and you know, hopefully I can strap it up for a few more after that. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, being a part of a full-time environment like this is, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Well, and you're about to fly out to rugby town sevens. Yep. So you're about to see yourself, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're about to see these players who are hopefully doing the same venture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I got a, uh, like a memory that popped up on Facebook because I I played with the the under 23 team, uh, rugby town in 2013 and we won the tournament. Um, and you know, that kind of catapulted that group into the sevens program. And, you know, the likes of that team was, uh, you know, Madison Hughes, uh, Ryan Mattias, um, Pat Blair, who was with us for a while. So, you know, you see the, the careers that some of those guys have had and, uh, the rugby town has become such a great tournament over the years. It's, it's so much more competitive now than it was mm-hmm. when I was, when I played in it. And I'm really, I'm really excited to get out there and, um, you know, see it for the first time live since I played in it. I haven't been out there to watch it in, um, the 10 years and, you know, there's, we got a lot of our boys playing in it. Um, you know, some great, great international talent playing in it. And it's going to yeah. be a bit of a, you know, USA sevens reunion. There's uh, a lot of, a lot of the boys out there. So I knew if I stayed in San Diego, I was going to have major FOMO. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited to watch it. It's a, it's a great tournament and um, it, it's going to be an awesome time. Well, uh, Fitzy, I'm sorry to do this right now, but I have to mention, um, so playing rugby in Atlanta years ago, uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, <laughs> I played a little sevens. All right. I asked Mike Friday if I can join the team, but apparently I'm a little overweight <laughs> and slow. Hey, I'm but I played a couple in the... weeks with us and so we could do something about that. There you go, Bill. Well, my wife has been saying, can you join the sevens program? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I mean, it's, it's, I love where sevens has come because it's like mid nineties, late nineties when I was in, I'm going to, in quotes, my prime. I mean, it's come a long way. I mean, like I said, 10 years for you earlier. I mean, just seeing where the sevens program's grown. You were there for the heyday. I don't know what's the heyday. You know, the days of Danny Barrett, uh, Perry Baker's still around, Carl Niles, yourself, you know, Ben's around, that kind of stuff, and all the young guys. So I know we only got you for another minute or two, but just briefly, if you can, talk about some of these young guys on the Sevens program right now. And, you know, and should I be excited about the future of this program? Well, to answer that question first, yeah, you should be extremely excited about the future Good. of this program. Um, so I'll, I guess I'll go. Th- I'll go through a couple of them specifically. Um, yeah. You know we have we have Lucas LeCamp who's been mm-hmm. with us for uh, a couple years now. You know he's I think pretty sure he's still only 21 years old. Um, a great great okay. talent um, with a lot of potential, and you know he's been massive for us. And then uh, you know the likes of someone like Aaron Cummings who you know went to de- from Davenport to the Chicago Lions, uh, won the club national championship there with them. And then, you know, came to us and was pretty raw when he got to us and has, you know, molded himself into a, a extremely, extremely efficient and fit, uh, you know, sevens player that is great in the air, uh, controls the line out really well. Um, you know, that, that last group was, was uh, such a... Uh, um, an interesting group that we had because a lot of those guys played rugby from a younger age and... Um, you know, 
it, this this team, a lot of the guys started playing a little bit later, and you know their dedication to improving their skills and uh, their craft in whichever way that may be has been really impressive. And you know, hopefully, us as leaders and older, experienced guys of the group has done a good job. You know, showing them what's expected and what it looks like. Uh, but they've done an incredible job themselves. Um, you know, we got a guy named Peter V who played uh, in Paris and London with us, oh, yeah. and 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 got hurt a little bit later in camp uh, when he was playing in the PR sevens. But um, you know, a very a very raw talent in himself that um, you know is is really committed to our program. Um, and you know, like when we put this team together or started to put this team together after the Olympics, you know, that, that was a, that was a young, you know, inexperienced team. Well, now this team is not mm-hmm. young and inexperienced. Um, and we got a lot of guys over 10, 15 caps, which is, you know, if you've played that much on the world series, you know, what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And now, you know, they are, I think, I think how disappointing we were in the second half of last season lit a fire under a lot of guys to make sure that never happened again, because to be totally honest, it was quite embarrassing. Um, and, uh, you know, we expected a lot more out of ourselves, especially like I was saying, starting the mm-hmm. season. Well, um, you know, and it, it's a pretty, uh, dark place when, um, you know, you're finishing 10th on the world series, which is mm-hmm. not, you know, what we expect of ourselves. And although it was an incredibly, competitive world series we we should have been much higher in the ranks and so you know I, I everyone came into this summer ready to go and 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 ready to make sure that you know that 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 doesn't happen again and um you know i i think that that attitude and that mindset is going to be a lot of what drives us over the next uh these next 12 months and beyond um with with these young guys and even us experienced guys because the World right. Series is so competitive now that that you really do have to play your best game every time you step on the field. There is no easy games anymore, especially now with it being 12 teams. So every game is going to be a tough one. And, um, you know, our younger guys have, have really stepped up. And, and another name that I uh, – well, a couple names that I do want to touch on is uh, Naima Fualao, who, uh, you know, was our starting – with our starting scrum half in this tournament uh, this past weekend and has been with the program for a while now. Um, he's, you know, dedicated himself in a really positive way. And um, he was fantastic for us last weekend. Uh, you know, he's, he's still only, I think, 25 or 24. So, you know, that's pretty young. And mm-hmm. uh, Talapusi is another one who has been with the program for a little bit now and is, is growing into his own. And yeah, I mean, the, the fishes program is, is really bright. Um, it's different than the old squad, and and that's a good thing. Um, this team is, uh, you know, it's 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 different in in every way. Um, when you have that many guys leave a program and new ones come in, things change, and the whole culture of the team changes. And you know, we we're in a really really good place right now. And and uh, you know, we showed that last weekend uh, with you know how we were able to problem solve and and stay in stay in a game uh, in the final that, uh, you know, we controlled for the most part, but, um, you know, a couple slips and that could have gotten away from us if, if we let it, you know, being in such a hostile environment like we were in, you know, in Canada, rugby's backyard. Steven, if you've got, I know we're a little past. Uh, no, you're okay. 
a lot of time. I got one more question. Just because I want to hit on something you said. You, you talked about how you still got a, you know, a love for the game. You know, you still enjoy playing it. You know, the sevens program is even. You know, it's like it's your life essentially. And I just want to go back and you know and kind of revisit. You know, you were a you had a, you were a pretty good high school football player um, with an opportunity to to continue on and potentially play college football. Have you ever thought? how differently your life would have ended up had you pursued college football and, and not picked up this oval rugby ball? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do think about that quite often, actually. Um, I don't know what I would be doing now because um, I got a I, – I didn't get any, you know, big scholarships out of high school. I, I, uh, you know, I got a designated walk-on spot at USC um, – but I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's such a weird thing to think about for me because I have no idea what would have happened. And, um, yeah, my cousin, I come from a big rugby playing family. So my, my cousin in high school, just, he's like, come on, Steve, like, just come play one weekend with us <laughs> my senior year of high school. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'll do it. And that one weekend changed my whole life. I fell in love with the game immediately. And I knew pretty soon after that, that I wasn't going to go to college and play football. I was, I, I was committed to, uh, you know, playing, playing college rugby and then finding my way to the national team. It all happened a lot faster than I expected, but I knew pretty soon after I started playing rugby that that was what I was going to do. Um, but I don't, yeah, I have no idea. Like I said, I mean, rugby has given me, you know, everything I have in my life and it's such a special game outside of the actual game, you know, the game of rugby itself in terms of the community and, um, you know, just the values and the culture and the ability to travel internationally. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful game and I, I don't know what I would have done. I, I don't, I don't even, I've never worked a job in my entire life, so I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> well, you might have to get one soon. I mean, the Olympics are next year. Have you yeah. thought much about after that? Yeah, uh, I'm going to keep playing. Um, Good. You know, I, I uh, you know, I would love to continue my stretch with the sevens program. Um, as long as my body and, you know, I continue to play at a high level, I that's what I would like to do. You know, obviously the 2028 Olympics being in L.A. is a pretty enticing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's pretty enticing uh, for an American rugby player, especially God, somebody yeah. who's, you know, put a lot into this program. And, um, you know, I, I, I love this program. Um, you know, obviously, 15, I haven't played 15s in seven years. Um, yeah. So it's been a long time. And, um, you know, I, I would like to possibly, you know, look down that avenue a little bit. But, you know, I, I'm going to continue to play, uh, you know, where and for how long it's still – unknown but you know well, uh in my heart i think i i think i want to stay with the sevens team but we'll see that's good to hear because in three years i'm putting together a team <laughs> <laughs> you might have to put a little weight on but uh <laughs> i'm only 190 pounds how much do you need me to put on uh 220 so i need uh, another 30 pounds okay. out of you <laughs> okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to wear like a vest underneath my uh jersey a weighted vest or something like that Uh-oh. Whatever it takes. It wouldn't wouldn't be the first time we cheated in one of these tournaments. So. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, uh, Steve, man. Uh, Steve Thomas, so it's been awesome again having you back on the show. The first time was great. This is even better. Uh, thanks so much for your time. And we seriously, we congratulate you on the team to make it to the Olympics. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for having me back on again. Uh, I look forward to the next time we get to do it. Well, hopefully it's after a gold medal performance uh, and yeah. before that, too. Yep, that sounds good. Well, uh, you guys have a great one, and I'll uh, tune in and check you guys out here soon. All right, man. Appreciate it. Love you, buddy. We'll talk later. All right, right, guys. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Another great night. Uh, Chris Martina from Chicago Hounds, USA number, U.S. Eagle number 564, fresh off his first caps for the USA 15 side. And also, uh, Stephen Thomasine just joined us to talk about making it to the Olympics this past year or just recently, actually, this past year in the HSBC. All of his experience the second time on the show. A great time. Uh, Fitzy, I don't know if we can recap that, man. That was a, a great hour. What do you think, man? Yeah, that was great. I mean, right back into it after a couple weeks off. Um, we hit we hit on everything. Great conversations. You brought up that you played rugby. I mean, it's like we didn't, <laughs> like we didn't skip a beat. <laughs> I, every, every time. That's, that's what the show's about, man. It's me reliving my past. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Fitzy, man. I'm glad to have you back. Um, a couple weeks ago, it was a little rough on myself, but it, it, we, we saw a good show. But good to have you back. And um, Fitzy, listeners still listening in, or nobody. Uh, <laughs> uh, tune again next week. Uh, we have some of the guests lined up and some new uh, new topics and stuff like that. So we thank everybody again for tuning in. And have a great night. Have a great weekend. And we will chat again soon. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.